All right, we are back. Episode 203, Two Drunk Brothers, the podcast. First time in a long time that we have been here back-to-back episodes. Ethan did not think he was going to be with us, but gang's all here, and we are enjoying some drinks. I've got some whiskey. Ethan's got a new seltzer he's going to let you guys know how he likes. And then Jared, I believe, also has whiskey. Uh-huh. Indeed. Um, yeah. Uh, I was not going to be here tonight. I had a work function. Um, we had some nasty weather come in. It was an outdoor um, thing, and so it got canceled. So here I am. I will not be partaking in the majority of the festivities tonight as I did no prep. And it is also on a topic that I know very little of to begin with. So between not knowing a whole lot and having no prep, that equals me being very quiet and just enjoying my drinks as I listen to the nice fun stuff like you all are going to do tomorrow. So um, here for the vibe. With, yes, with, I do. With, with some occasional with some occasional banter involved. Well, yeah, I got I mean, I got to rate every drink I have tonight and I'm gonna, my goal is there to get go. through all four of them. So um, Ooh, for starters, though, I'm before be we even get started, one. it will be because I think we, you know, good way to start off the show. Um, it is Dogfish Heads, the Dogfish Head Distilling Company's uh, vodka seltzers. I don't know if they're new, but I've not seen them on shelves before. So I haven't I seen them. So they have to be new. Um, yeah. We have a Dogfish Head restaurant brewery combo up here in Fairfax. And I love that place. So when I saw them in the store tonight, I was like, I have to try this. Um, it's a variety pack. So there's four. The one that I am currently about to try, Jared, I lied to you. I did not grab what I thought I grabbed. It is strawberry and honeyberry. Um, oh. But it's a blue can. So I thought it was blueberry. Clearly I was wrong. Um, but we're going to give it a try. I've not tried it yet. I'm about to crack the seal now. And we are going to rate it one through ten. One drink, everybody knows the rules. Strawberry and honeyberry. What is honeyberry? That's what we asked while you were gone. Yeah, I I don't know if it's an actual berry, but you can almost get kind of some honey flavor in there. It is actually really good. I am super pleased with that one. The strawberry comes through. There's a little bit of it's it's on the sweeter side, obviously. I think they're all gonna be except I think there's a lime one that I gotta go look at. But I'm gonna give this like a like a solid 7.4 because it's okay. good. I don't think it's outstanding. Um, it seems pretty good to me. But it's, but it's, I, well, yeah, it's, it's well above average, but I can't give it like, you know, top tier, best of the best in the eight, nine range. So we'll give it a 7.4. That is the first one of the night. It is the strawberry, honeyberry, dogfish head vodka or vodka seltzer. A lot of beer or a lot of berry. Uh, speaking of honey, off topic a little bit. Last week when I was sick, I bought the NyQuil honey. Uh, never. Yeah. Do not do not do that. Do Just not get the NyQuil lean. honey. It may, <laughs> if you have any sort of taste buds, you will immediately throw it up. So, future reference. Don't get the NyQuil honey. Thought it would like soothe my throat. No. It makes you want to puke. Nice. Just in case. Or you're just a giant pussy. That, that could be it too. <laughs> no, it tastes like literal fuck. So, literal, literal, literal fuck. fuck. I'd a lot rather drink just a fifth of Jim Beam than that. So, also for all but, of you listening, Travis is rocking the Elton John look tonight. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's the Joe Burrow shades. That's the Joe Burrow shades. Yeah. I bought uh, those for us whenever they played the Rams in the Super Bowl. Me and Travis were decked out in Joe Burrow shit, and they fucking blew nice. it. So, <laughs> and they blew it. Go figure, because we rooted for him. Um. Tonight on the docket, we are going to talk. We're not going to talk a lot about UFC Fight Night this upcoming week, but it's a straight UFC episode. 
Uh, so if you don't like UFC, you can stick around and hear us fuck around, or you could just jump off. Don't really care. But we're going to talk like the best bets or best fights for this upcoming UFC fight night. We're going to talk pretty much straight prelims, main card, UFC 290. And then we're going to do a UFC champion power rankings, which would I guess be similar to pound for pound rankings, but not quite. Just champions only. Yeah. Well, no, because yeah, you said pound for pound has has non champions in there, and it's also our opinion because I think the pound for pound rankings <coughs> are a little whack, but that's just my opinion. So that's fair. But that's yeah. Fair. All right. Um, so getting into UFC Fight Night uh, this upcoming weekend because I feel like we couldn't just talk about next weekend without talking about this weekend's docket of fights. Um, I have one straight off the jump. Very first fight of the night, which uh, I find weird that it is the first first fight of the night. I think it's a rescheduled uh, for this card. Our dude, Blagoy. Alexander Romanov and Blagoy Ivanov. uh, Similar names, I know. Romanov was like the next, supposed to be this next big thing in the heavyweight division. Dropped back-to-back fights against uh, Tybura and Volkov. He actually got knocked out by Volkov while we were on Ethan's bachelor party, and I bet on him, so fuck that. But it's a huge bounce-back fight for him. He is fighting against a decent name. Ivanov, he's fading. He's getting old. I think he could retire at any time now. Uh, Also, Blagoy Ivanov has a 100% decision rate in the UFC. He has not been in a fight that didn't go to a decision. So this is the case. doesn't favor him. Alexander Romanov's guy is just going to take you down repeatedly. If you're not going to knock him out, you're not going to win, I don't think. So I'm going three units, Alexander Romanov. Yeah, can't say I don't disagree. Um, Blagoy Ivanov's got this weird dent in his chest right here, too, that bothers me. He got stabbed. Um, Oh, yeah, that's what it was. He got stabbed, yeah. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's – Unpleasant to look at. Just put it that way. So, looks like it hurts. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree. Romanov's going to get it done there. So, first yep. by the night. You could, you could basically pay for the rest of your bets if you win that one. Yeah, I won't watch it because this is one of those weird Fourth of July weekend. I don't know why you're starting your fucking card at three o'clock on a two four 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 p.m. Eastern on a Saturday. Like no one's going to watch this shit. So. Yeah, probably not. Can't say that a lot of people are probably going to watch that. Pretty bad timing on the USC's part, but yeah, it is what it is. We'll follow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to add to that. Or one, the only other one I saw that's on the prelims that I'm like that kind of stood out to me was uh, Kevin Lee, the Kevin Lee fight. Yeah, um, I don't. I think a lot of the not necessarily old school UFC fans, but more that like ones that have been around for longer than three years. Love Kevin well, Lee. Everyone should know Kevin Lee a little bit better now. If you, if, if you're on TikTok, Yeah. His brother's Keith Lee, the food review guy. Ah, Ethan. Nice. I do yeah. know that. <laughs> That's his brother. Uh, he used Keith Lee used to fight in Bellator. Maybe. Nice. He did use to fight, but either way, Kevin Lee, big name. Uh, but this is a tough comeback fight for him for the UFC because he's 
he went away, went to Eagle SC. Now he's back, throwing him in there against a the guy who's twenty and one with sixteen finishes. So if you don't know Kevin Lee, uh, I think it's a tough fight for him to come back to throwing him in a guy against a guy who's twenty and one with sixteen finishes. Um, Jarrett, if you don't have anything to say and keep rolling, you can follow up with that if you haven't looked into it too much. No, it's not not and it's not a great matchup for him. And I mean, Kevin Lee hasn't. Uh, he's also been inactive, or he was inactive. He's really only fought once. He hasn't fought. Yeah, he's fought once since he left the UFC. I'll say he left the UFC. Now he's coming back for some reason, and they're really throwing him right into the fire. And he was supposed to be like this, like Travis, the next big up and coming guy. But once he lost Tony Ferguson, I mean, he just he lost four of his next six, and then got kicked out of the UFC. So. Well, yeah, no. the guys on his resume are tough. Like his losses are Michael Chiesa, Tony Ferguson, like you said, Edson Barboza, Ally Quinta. No, he beat he 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 beat Barboza. Did he beat? Okay, yeah. And, well, these are the guys. I'm sorry, these are just the, the tough names that he's faced. Um, Ally Quinta, RDA, Charles Oliveira, and D Rod. I mean, it's pretty insane. And he holds the throne to maybe like the most brutal head kick KO in MMA history. Yeah. Who's that against, against Greg, Gregor Gillespie? Yeah. yeah, he fucking knocked his ass out. But yeah, I mean, this is a this is a tough fight for him. I I'm not gonna lie, I'd be I'd be pressed if I didn't want to like throw a little bit of money on him, just yeah. because. Um, well, he can. I mean, he can he can wrestle and grapple, which is Renat. He's fighting this guy named Renat Fakreddinov. Uh, I'm sure I fucked that up. He literally, like, he literally looks like the Russian Moes from <laughs> He does. <laughs> but all he does, like his his specialty is is on the ground and like control time. Like he just fought, or two fights ago, he fought Brian Battle and uh, controlled him for 14 minutes of that fight. So if Kevin Lee has some good takedown defense and his grappling game is strong, I mean, I'd be – Lying if I wasn't going to ride him for a unit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you can't bet on the guy that's minus two twenty five plus Kevin Lee. I'm sure you, I mentioned his brother, the you know who's famous on TikTok now doing food reviews and all stuff like that. So it's hard not to root for the guy. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, this dude, this this Renat guy is the typical boring Russian. He wants to fucking ride you for twenty five minutes or fifteen minutes, however long it is, and get that decision win. Very Khabib like. Makachev's not really like that, but you know, all these like Russian Dagestani guys, that's all they want to do. So um, I'll be rooting for Kevin Lee. I don't foresee him winning though. I'm um, be a tough fight. So let's move into the main card um, on this weekend's fight night. The only other fights on the main card I would want to talk about Travis is from three on up. Travis got one in the second fight. Uh, no, I was going to say there's only two that I want to talk about. The uh, Max Griffin, Michael Morales fight. <laughs> it's just. I mean, Max Griffin's a dog. Don't get me wrong, but he's going to. I mean, again, getting thrown in the fire against an undefeated guy. Pretty big odds. I'm not going to take Max Griffin in that. So yeah, let's talk about the the co-main of the main event for the Saturday night. Co-main's my boy. Travis loves him some some Grant Dawson from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I followed yeah. him since uh, since he fought in the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender, and then after that. I, I followed all his fights. He is how I describe him as the 155 pound Colby Covington. He's got a pace like no other. He's going to out wrestle, out wrestle. He's going to try to take you down, grapple you. 
Uh, last year he moved to American top team, which is probably the best decision possible for him because they just produce guys like him and guys that just push that crazy pace. And then on the flip side of things, he's going up against Demir Ismagulov, who's coming off a loss to Armin Sarukian, where he was taken down seven times, controlled for nine minutes of the fight. I feel like all you got to do is watch that game tape, and there you go. Yeah. I, I, I like Grant Dawson a lot in this fight. He's a dog at plus 125. That's on UFC's website. Depending on where you bet at, it might be different. Um, but I think it's even like, money when I saw it today. Well, if it's even money, then I like I like Dawson for two units, even money. Demir, Demir, don't get me wrong. He's he's going to be a tough opponent. Like This might be the toughest opponent that Grant Dawson's had to face. Uh, no, nah, Jared, Jared Gordon's not nothing to slouch at. Here's the Marco thing, Madsen was undefeated when he fought him. Yeah, Grant Dawson is a dog. Like you look at his all of, outside of that draw with, with with Ricky Glenn, all of his finishes come in the third round or like late in the second round. So he's just going to grind you out. He's got the cardio, like Travis said. He's the he's the this division's Colby Covington. He's going to be able to grind you down. And then once he grinds you down, though, he's not looking to just get that decision victory. He's really only got from what I'm looking at right here. Um, two decision victories in the UFC. Um, everything else has been via submission. He's got one TKO really likes that rear naked choke. He's gotten f- five guys with that, with that rear naked choke. So um, watch out for that. Don't let him, don't let him get your neck. He's a, he, he's a neck snatcher. Um, so I think I, I would even will be willing to bet furthermore. If we want to look into this, if Ethan wants to be our, like our, like bet lookup guy, um, what Grant Dawson would be via submission in the third round. That would be a hell of a fucking bet, I bet. So Ethan, when you, if you're able to locate that, let us know. But that's that's I think is is got some value. Yeah. I mean him as a dog in this fight alone. He's lost one fight in his career. Yeah. Undefeated in the UFC. Like I said, I mean he just submitted Marco Madsen, who was an Olympian wrestler. So Take it down what you will. Yeah, Ethan? absolutely. Um, Fandle right now. I hope my mic is working like normal. There we go. Um, Fandle right now only just has his odds uh, money line, but I'm going to try to pull something up really fast just to see. You said by what? Submission in the third. In the third. Yeah, submission, submission in, the third in the third. Okay, give me one second. And I'll see if I can look it up on a different site. Yeah, it okay. might be best fight odds is a good site too if you want to look them up. Yeah, yeah. if you want we'll, to continue on, I'll come back say. to it whenever I. Yeah, cool. We'll roll into the next one. Um, the the main event of this Saturday night card, Saturday evening, however you want to look at it, Sean Strickland versus Abus Magomedov. Um, to me, not a whole lot to say. This jump for Magomedov is absurd. He goes from a KO win against Dustin Stoltzfus on the prelims of a fight night. To headlining a fight night against one of the best fighters in the division, that jump to me is insane. I got, I mean, Sean Strickland here at minus one seventy two units, maybe more, depending on how the night goes. I was, before that. I was gonna, I was gonna say five. I mean, this is a yeah, no. I mean, depending on how I'm saying, if I'm down a bunch, bro, if we I lose mean, all the fights before, then no. <laughs> look at look at Strickland's resume. I mean, his two recent losses are to Jared Cannonier and and Alex Pereira. I mean, those dudes are Cannoneers arguably going to fight for this title at some point in time here in the near future. Um, and outside of that, I mean, he's beaten the likes in the UFC of uh, Brendan Allen, 
Jock Coe, Uriah Hall, Jack Hermanson. Um, I mean, he's just he's beaten some dudes that not a lot of people can beat. Um, I mean, shit, he lost to Kamaru Usman by a decision way back in the day, even. So, um, yeah, I, I and Sean Strickland to me, he's kind of douchey. He's kind of dumb. I oh, like he's a guy. yeah. I, I don't like I don't like him as a person. Um, I, I mean, some of the stuff he says is funny, but like he's a fucking idiot. Like yeah. as far as like my, my favorite fighter, I'm definitely not betting on him because I like him. But this is just, I mean, for me, I and looking at paper, it's easy money to be made. Yeah, and is this? So why did he go up to light heavyweight on his last fight? He was he fought a light heavyweight back in January. Now he's going back down to middleweight. Do you know why why he's doing that? Was it a? It wasn't a weight issue. I don't think. It must have been like a catch weight because Nasruddin and Mavov's a 185er. It said it would say catch weight in the notes on on Wikipedia, but it says maybe this maybe they just agreed to fight a light heavyweight because Imavov on on UFC's website and on ESPN he's listed as a 185er. So I don't know why. No, yeah, it even said in the notes when when he fought Sean Strickland on Imavov's light heavyweight debut, and then he returned to middleweight. To fight Chris Curtis recently, and they had a so they both fight. just went up and then came back down. Well, this this other you know, if he was able to go, he was able to go five rounds at two hundred five. I like him even better at going five rounds at one eighty five. Yeah, I know, me too. And I don't think it's going to take that long. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I mean, you look at this this other dude. He's had one fight in UFC, fought some dude that I don't know, knocked him out in nineteen seconds. So his cage time in UFC is literally nineteen seconds. Yeah, the second like his, this thing goes, the second significant this thing goes strikes round, per minute is like twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, the second this thing goes past one round in the UFC, and you go back to that. I mean, he he lost to a dude in the PFL. Um, he had a draw in the PFL. I mean, this guy. What what is, what is it? What are we doing here, Dana? What are we doing? Like Sean Strickland. I'm no offense. Like Sean Strickland should be fighting dudes. He's way right. He just, he just wanted to take a fight. I mean, yeah. I was saying, Sean Strickland's also super him. active. Yeah, he's super active. Yeah. So. Well, now he's dropped down to on ESPN minus one fifty. So if he just keeps dropping, then I'll take me. It. I like it. Ethan's got our odds. Took me fucking rabbit hole, and I don't know where you're going to be able to bet this because it's not on DraftKings, FanDuel, Bovada, um, Bet MGM. But I found it on SportsBetting.ag. Um, Grant Dawson by submission round three plus fifteen hundred. That's crazy Ooh, odds. I like that a lot. That's crazy odds. But with that, that can't be the only thing you bet. No, you're going to have to bet Grant Dawson, you know, straight up to make sure that you don't lose any money on that fight. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, he very he well could at? lose, but. Just Moneyline, what did you say he was at? Even. Yes, he, FanDuel is just screwing people even more. He was at, I mean, it's basically even, but he was at minus 107. Um so yeah, I, I, don't, probably, I don't understand those odds. People probably piling money on him, but yeah. either way, those are our picks. Grant Dawson, uh, straight up. Grant Dawson in the third round via submission. Sean Strickland, Kevin Lee, Alexander Romanoff, and if you want a flyer for a half unit, take Elves Brenner on the prelims at plus 400. Anybody at we- plus 400 is I'm going to take. That's all we need to know. So we're going to roll into, so that's fight night this Saturday, July 1st. 
We're going to talk about UFC 290, which is next Saturday, July 8th. The reason we're talking about it is because the night we normally record is going to be Tuesday. It's going to be July 4th. We're taking the week off next week. But after that, we'll be back weekly. So we're going to talk about UFC 290, which up until this point in time is like like there's been a few card shows that I've been kind of pumped about. This is like the first one. I'm like, all right, fight, fight season's here. Like I feel like Dana White turns it on from like fight week, international fight week, which is always the first weekend in July. And then after that, it's just bangers. And it's bangers really the rest of the year. And this is like they're, they kick off to like banger season for UFC. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's headlined by Alexander Volkanovsky and uh, Alexandre Pantoja. They are fighting for the federal. Alexander Volkanovsky is fighting Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez, sorry. Pantoja is fighting Moreno. Moreno. Yep, I got it backwards. <laughs> got it fucked up. So I'm already fucking up. But yeah, anyway, it's headlined by Volkanovsky fighting. Um, Yair Rodriguez, who's the interim featherweight champion, um, and then the co the co main is the they fight in flyweight. Are they flyweight? I thought they were yeah. bantamweight. Okay, they're no flyweight. Flyweight. So the flyweight championship is, is the division that shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist, but it exists. And but the I like see everyone dogs flyweight fights, but those guys go out there and they just fucking swing. Like that's all they do. They swing for twenty five minutes. I've of this, and we'll get into it in a little bit. But this fight just does not; uh, it just doesn't do it for me. I I would much rather prefer the fight before it to be the co-main. But yeah. So anyway, starting from the from the prelims, I'm not talking about the early prelims, but starting from the prelims, really from the prelims on, there's only one fight from the prelims on that I'm not going to care about, and it's a it's a chick fight, it's a strawweight bout. So, Travis, do you want to start? Is there something on the early prelims you like for UFC 290? Um, well, like- the first, so like the first uh, fight, there's no odds on the Cameron Seaman and Terrence Mitchell fight. That'll be a good one, but there's mm-hmm. no odds on that yet. So, no, there's no point in talking about it. Um, outside of that, I don't have anything until the prelims, the Jimmy Crew fight. Yeah. So, let's start with that. We'll start, we'll kick off the prelims. It's a light heavyweight bout. Um, 14th ranked Jimmy Crew and Alonzo Menafield. This is actually a. Rematch because they had a draw on a really, really bad. Um, Jimmy Crew got robbed. No, Menafield got robbed. Menafield grabbed Jimmy the Crute, fence. But Jimmy Crew on the scorecards had a 29 20. He had a, where's it at? I have it on here. He had a 29 27, and then the other two were 28s. Yeah, I mean, that's not really getting robbed. Menafield got the ducks at a point in the third round also for grabbing the fence. So, um, anyway, you want to slice it, it's a rematch that's well-deserved. Um, you know, anytime you get ducked at a point and you get a draw, that to me means – You should get ducked at a point for grabbing the fence. You should, but how many people grab the fence? A lot of people grab well, the fence. Well, it should be starting to be a bigger deduction, but either way. So, crew got, crew got for in my opinion – and we'll go to this instead of the fight. If you get a score in your favor and then two draws, how is that not a win? I get it's a majority draw, but you got the only winning scorecard. Does that make sense? It does, but it's just like Ethan, weigh in. You're on mute. Yep. Sorry, I did that twice today, and one was during an interview. So, um, <laughs> anyways, um, I was sorry. I honestly just admittedly was not even listening because i was trying to pull up odds for this fight for you all so when you had questions i already had the answers so basically 
So basically, so, so like, these two dudes, ahead. like they, they they draw. They had a draw last time. It's called a majority draw. Yep. So two judges had it a draw, but Travis said the third judge had it in favor of Jimmy Crute. So the the scoring was it was a draw, but Travis is saying one judge had Crute um, winning, but the other two were a draw. It should be Crute wins. I don't agree, but see, see, I feel like I do though because if you have two judges that have a draw but then the third one it's it's like you know the, the like if, if you're torn with the first two then the third one makes the decision right exactly like in a vote if you're one one you go with the fucking last guy third if us like three if right was... here if us three right here were torn on a decision on where to go to dinner and me and travis were like you know what I, it, it could be either or it could be fucking olive garden or Applebee's. I don't know. Those are two really <laughs> not great places to choose. Um, Jared's going to ultimately make the decision. That means one of them wins. I'm just saying. I'm not going to be like, they both win, but we're going to eat at Applebee's. And it was the same so. thing that happened when we all lived together in college. Was it was it Wonder Boy and Woodley? It was yeah. Woodley and... Yep. Uh, yeah. And it was a fucking majority draw, but two judges had one, had, had a draw, and then the other judge had... Woodley. Woodley and I'm like that's a fucking win. That's a win. Yeah. Tell me it's not. Yeah, sorry. You're, but either way, I, I see it. I do think this one's going to go a little bit differently. So that that fight was fought in Perth, Australia. That's Crute's backyard. Um but know, as much as you want to say that there isn't judge bias and where the, where the fights fights are fought at, I think there is personally. I'd love to do like an analysis on that. <laughs> I like Alonzo Menafield in this fight. He's the slight favorite I like him. I mean, I just think he's got pure knockout power. I don't know if he's going to knock him out. I do like him to get to get the win, though. So I'm going to go the opposite. Jimmy Crute's even money. I'm just going to do. I got just one unit on him. He showed in the first fight that he could get the takedowns and the control time. He didn't get knocked out by him. He did get knocked down, but I think with that 15 minutes that they had the first time. He's going to be able to manage distance, uh, kind of figure out that range a little bit more, get the takedown, and, I mean, who knows? If he doesn't ever grab that fence, we may not even have this rematch at all. He might he might get him down on the ground and win that fight regardless. I see so. what you're saying, though, but if Menafield doesn't grab the fence and gets deducted, it doesn't get deducted a point, he might have won that fight. But I, if he counteract there. But if he doesn't grab the fence, he could take him down – and finish him on the ground. I'm trying. I've watched so many UFC fights. I'm trying to. I remember watching this. I don't remember how bad, how blatant it was. And, and, I mean, and to get deducted a point back in January had to been pretty blatant. Either way, um, it's a torn fight. Take who you want. I wouldn't go more than a unit on each side. That's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So let's roll on to the next fight. Now, this fight, this next fight, Sean Brady, Jack Della, Madalena, this is a massive fight. This might be one of my more favorite fights on the card. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, Jack Della, Madalena. When are we going to finally give this to the respect he's earned? Um, I mean, this is a fight for that respect. It is. Uh, if I mean, so to me, in that in this regard, and, I, and I'm going to pull up these fighters as we're talking, because I, I like obviously did my research prior, um, but I mean – Sean Brady, I mean, isn't nothing. I think everyone's going to just automatically assume, hey, I'm going Jack Della Maddalena because they're going to look at the most recent fight that Sean Brady had. It's a loss, but that loss against Bilal Muhammad, 
we're talking about the guy who's probably going to fight for the title soon. Bilal, remember the decision. Yeah. I say as boring as Bilal Muhammad is, you, we have to like put start start saying like he's he knocked him out. He knocked Sean Brady out. He did. So, he did. Yeah. Probably one of his only knockouts there. And outside of that, though, like and I'm not discrediting Sean Brady, but his biggest win is Michael Chiesa back in 21. Um, that's how they fought Jake Matthews, which isn't a bad isn't like a bad fighter. Uh, Court McGee, who's old, Gilbert Urbina, who came off of the the Ultimate Fighter back in LFA, but like he hasn't fought amazing guys. Jack Delamadeline is like this next up and coming prospect who's been finishing everybody. Yeah, and finishing everybody. I'll say everyone's going to say counter, counterpoint to your point. Um, who's Jack Delamadeline fought? Yeah, nobody's, but he's also finished them all in the first round. TKO, TKO, TKO. Also. Hey, not only am I just a just a stand up guy, I can also submit you via, via that via that rear naked choke. He's a neck snatcher because uh, he just submitted Randy Brown back in February, and also which the, act- the activity level of this guy is insane. He's fought three times in the last year. So I was gonna say, you're, and you go back to Jack Del Madalena being like not only the guy that's gonna knock you out, but being you know semi threat on the ground. Like obviously the ground's not his first choice. It sucks because he's skilled on the ground, and that to me is the only path for victory for Sean Brady is on the ground. Yeah, Sean Brady's activity concerns me. I mean, you you look at you know he he lost to Bilal Muhammad last October, then he didn't fight. He almost took almost a whole two years. Year. He took a whole year off from that. From my Kiesa, six months. You know another, and so I, I just anyway the activity of Sean Brady concerns me. I feel like for me the easy bet here, Jack Della Maddalena. He's minus one eighty on UFC's website. Don't know where he's at on on other. Um, I think that's what he's at currently too. Yeah, I mean it's to me this is this is a two unit bet. Um, Jack Della Maddalena, I think takes care of business. I think he does it within distance. I don't know what that bet is, but I, I would also sprinkle bank a little bit on that too. Yeah, two fights within the last. You know, two years for Sean Brady, a, a decision win against Michael Chiesa, knockout loss against Bilal Muhammad. Two, you know, tough fighters. But again, you're going up against a fighter like Del Madalena. I got to take him. I only have a unit and a half on it, but either way, we both have him. Ethan, yeah. what is it? What is Jack Della inside distance? You're muted, you're muted again. <laughs> This is our producer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not used to being said producer, um, but <laughs> new title. What I what I uh, what I noticed, unfortunately, and again, I might just have to look and see if it's somewhere else. But other than go to bestfightodds.com. No, best fight. There's nothing on there for for really? next weekend. Yeah, no. Yeah. I just you were looking for. Give me give me the bet one more time, just because Jack. I might be able to find it still. Jack Della Maddalena inside distance against Sean Brady. Inside distance. Let me see if I can find it on that site I had earlier. It's not on any yeah, of the, there's only the main big sites like FanDuel and DraftKings. But doesn't mean that it's not there. Um, I'll look it up and see if I can't find it. If not, I'll let you know. Okay. But Either way, fun. go to Best Fight Outs for all our main card stuff. Yeah. Got it. And then in the meantime, I'm trying to crack open this uh, fucking seltzer. Yeah, you needed to do so, this. You know. 
Because um, you got. I'm gonna do that really. You fast. still have three more to do. I know, and I've been trying. I've been fucking sitting on this one for ten goddamn minutes. <laughs> this Chug is it. the uh, nice the blood orange, the blood orange and mango one though. Um, that I'm gonna give a try right now. I don't know if those. I don't know if those flavor profiles match. Just look convinced. It's not what I was expecting, but it's actually pretty good. Uh, the orange comes through more than the mango. Um, See, I don't like how all these seltzer companies do blood orange. I'm like, a, like I'd rather just regular orange. Blood orange. Have you ever had yeah, a blood I mean, orange? Yeah, like it's, it's definitely different. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it tastes similar to like your your regular orange drink. Um, I think it's better than the other one, so I'll give it like a seven point six out of ten. But all right, there they're all go. pretty close. Only up from here. There we go. Yep. Continue on, and I will look up that fight. We sounds good. So the next one is the main event on the prelims. It's probably a retirement fight for one of these fighters, in my opinion. Um, it's Robbie Lawler, ruthless Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price. Um, Robbie Lawler is a big time dog here, plus two fifteen. I was about to say it's kind of crazy. Give it. I mean, you can look at his past fight history, but, but it's kind of crazy to see Robbie Lawler this big of a dog against. I mean, not saying Nico Price is a scrub, but against Nico Price, dude. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you obviously, I'm I'm not going to bet on Nico Price, but it's going to be a banger. It's going to be oh, it's going to be awesome. And you couldn't you couldn't pick a better fight to end the prelims. But Travis, I mean, we can't we can't bet on Nico Price at this big. No, absolutely not at minus two sixty. I mean, you could look at it and be like, "Yeah, Lawler has not been the same after losing the title to Woodley." Since then, he's two and six with wins against Nick Diaz and Donald Cerrone. But he, but you look at, you look at he Nico was Price the previous and, champion. Yeah, and Price is just so hit or miss. He's four, five, and one in his last ten, and you're going to bring him into this fight at minus two sixty. Don't get me wrong, I love Nico Price, but come on, dude. And and also, you, again, we, we keep talking. We talk about the, about the level of competition a lot on this on this episode. I mean, just look at the level of competition. Nico Price versus Robbie Lawler before he fought Brian Barberana and lost, which blew my mind that he lost that fight. He beat Nick Diaz. Granted, it was it wasn't the same Nick Diaz, but then he lost the Neil Magny via decision. Lost the Colby Covington. Went five rounds with Colby Covington, which is impressive in its own right. Um, lost to Ben Askren in a fight that he maybe shouldn't have lost. Um, lost to RDA, beat Donald Cerrone, lost to Tyron Woodley, beat Condit, beat Roy McDonald, beat Johnny Hendricks, beat Matt Brown. I mean, dude, he You're has going fought. back in the days where probably most people listening to this don't know who they are. I know, so I'm saying. Like, but those he, are big names. Yeah, he's he fights legend after legend for legend every single fight he takes on. Call me crazy. I like. I'm going to take a flyer on 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 ruthless Robbie Lawler here at plus two fifteen. I'll, get, I'll, I'll give him a to. unit. I'll give him yeah. a unit on it. But at the same time, again, I'm a big Nico Price fan. I've I've wanted him to win for years and years. You look at his resume, and it's not horrible. Uh, Phil Rowe. Uh, then you got a couple of guys who aren't the best, but Michelle Pereira has been you know in some battles. Luke, James Vick. Jeff Neal, Tim Means, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, Randy Brown, Luke again. I mean, he's fought some good fighters. I mean, not maybe not to the quality that Robbie Lawler has, but either way, this fight should be just a banger. I mean, anytime, anytime you have a fight with ruthless Robbie Lawler versus Nico, the highlight price, 
I mean, the oh, it's the human highlight, isn't it? Isn't he the human highlight? No, that's uh, Anthony Pettis. Okay. I don't, I don't know, know where Nico Price is. Nico Price has a nickname. Anyway, um, this should be a good fight. Like I said, I like the Lawler. hybrid. The hybrid, yeah. I like Lawler at plus 215 just because the odds are so great. I also yeah. think if Lawler wins this fight, I think win or lose, he retires. I think we're going to see him drop the gloves. Um, I would love to see him go out on top. Like Travis said, he's been That's such a, a- I think he's chasing that last win. He probably should have retired after after his knockout win against uh, Nick, Nick Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. And he, then he chased that fight against Brian Barbarina. Well, that, that, which that, I that, think we, I think we bet against bet on him against Barbarina, had him rocked, and then he got knocked out in the second. Yeah. And now he dude, just wants that. He wants see, that last win. You have, you cannot retire after losing. Dude, well, the Nick Diaz one was so, was so un- anticlimactic because Nick Diaz basically just like retired in the middle of the fight. He's like, no, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Well, that's both their, both those guys are pussies. Yeah. Not, not really pussies, but like, they, they're very bipolar. Yes, they they probably he probably regretted that the second he did it. So, mm-hmm. um, anywho, that's gonna round up the prelims. Let's move on to the main card, which it's got my favorite fighter kicking it off: Bo Nickel versus Treshawn Gore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is this is not even fair. Uh, I don't have anything to say to this. I don't. I haven't found the odds out on this. You could yeah, my game might be a good one. Minus no. twelve fifty. No, I'm talking about uh, the odds that I want. Here we go. Minus 118. Found him. Bo Nickel by submission in round one. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's what's there. Treshawn Gore's trash. I saw him. I watched him on The Ultimate Fighter. He's horrible. He's not as bad on the ground as people give him out. Like, that's that's where he's good but that's at, Bo though. Nichols. But that's Bo yeah. Nickel. Would it would it be crazy? Call me crazy. Like I I don't disagree with your bet. Minus one team. Those are great odds. Would it be crazy to bet nickel by decision if Treshawn Gore can like just go through rounds and not get submitted, just get ragged all the entire time? You've got probably the highest like rated college wrestler to ever be in the UFC. For someone in the UFC to even last three rounds with okay. him on the ground would be so. Absurd. We all let's, we're all pumping Bo Nichols' dick about being a wrestler. Go look at his go look at his last wrestling matches for King UFC. He got smoked in the Olympic trials in 2020, and his in his last wrestling but, matches. No, but what I'm saying is like he's the best wrestler in the UFC. He. I'm not saying ever. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree there, but I think he learned jujitsu, and that's where he got good at. I watched a TikTok today about how Bo Nickel learned jujitsu, and that's. He's training an American top team, so you got to think about where he's at and the type of people that they produce. Dude, he just looks like a fucking farm boy that I want to punch <laughs> in the face so bad. He's got the most punchable face in the world. I wish somebody would fuck him up. Like, I really did. And honestly, like, I think I think if he beats Treshawn Gore, they're going to have to throw him into the fire. They're going to they're gonna have to give him a ranked opponent because, like, they have this guy. You can't keep giving him t- minus 1,200 odds on the main event. I, it's 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 annoying. It's disgusting. I don't like it. They need to start. I mean, middleweight. Like, what's a, what's a top fifteen middleweight that could feed this kid after he just murks Treshawn Gore? Like, who is Ethan? It? Who's our who are who are our fifteen to ten middleweights? Yeah, in the UFC. You have. Hold on, I'm pulling it up now. 
Um, obviously, good. you have uh, Israel Asanya. <laughs> <No. laughs> that I Fifth, that I don't think that you're going to put up our, against him next. Or ten to fifteen ranked. Ten, yeah, ten to fifteen ranked. Oh, I thought you meant like your ten to fifteen ranked, um, no. like top ten to fifteen. Um, I knew that he wasn't obviously going to fight top ten, but you've got um, Roman Delidze. Delidze. Thank you. Jack Hermanson. Hermanson would be a tough one too. Hermanson. I'm going to butcher all these names. Apparently, you're good. Um, Kelvin Gastulum. Ooh. These are all good fights. Uh, yeah. Nasardine Imavov. Yeah, that's I don't it. know. That's another that's tough it. one. Keep that's going. It. Chris Curtis. I knew that. I can't get that one wrong. Bloodbath um, him. Yeah. Brendan Allen. Andre Brendan Muniz. Al- Muniz. Sorry. I mean, there's some tough guys in that division. I mean, that's a that's a stacked division. Probably why they haven't thrown him into the fire yet. Gerald yeah, Mearshart is a is kind of a nightmare for him. A tactician on the ground, dude. Yeah, you you don't want to face him against a. And then you him. jump into that top ten, which is going to be a, a big jump. But then you're running into Derek Brunson, Dragus Duplessis, Sean Strickland. This kid stands um, no fucking chance, guys. This kid stands no fucking chance. I don't. I wouldn't say no chance. I would say that he needs to probably develop more of a striking game. But I can't wait to see him get fucking tagged by somebody. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rue the day. He's gonna come in like a minus four hundred favorite, and somebody's gonna fucking tag his ass, and I'm gonna be on the other side of that. Bed. It'll happen. But until the day, until the day he loses, I will not. I can't bet against him because I've seen what he can do. To people and how we can lure them in and get them on the ground because you gotta think these a lot of these UFC guys, especially in the 185 division, like lower ranked guys, aren't going in there to wrestle. They're going in there to strike. So he gets yeah. them on the ground. And he just ragdolls them. Well, so what is he gonna do to Trayshawn Gore? But all you have to do is if you're a high level guy in that division, you just gotta learn takedown defense. Like, hey, I'm fighting Bo Nickel. Takedown defense. Cool. I'm gonna stuff your ass. I'm gonna shove your face into the canvas. You're gonna stuff you. his ass. I'm gonna shove. I'm gonna shove your ass. I'm gonna stuff your face into the canvas. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> but seriously, like after I, I forgot how stacked the middle division actually is. Like people give the middleweight division, people give the middle middleweight division like garbage. Like in like I don't know why. Like I think light heavyweight fights scared. In all I think, of title defenses, I I think light heavyweights garbage. I think a lot of other divisions are garbage. Middleweight's not one of them. This kid stands no fucking shot. He's either gonna have to drop down to one seventy, which good luck there too, by the way. Um. Yeah, dude, this Bo Nickel kid is is doomed, and I can't wait for it. So, I mean, put it on, put yeah, it on record. He's young. He's had four career fights. They're throwing him into the fire way too fast. Like all, and that's what pissed me off too. Like this, they're th- saying this kid's like the next prodigy. Like all these other guys, but they're not fight, really throwing him in the fire against Treshawn Gore. That's not a throwing into the fire. Okay, what I'm saying is this kid got to go in the Dana White Contender Series after one amateur U- MMA fight. All these other guys have to like fight on the on the on the amateur circuit for like eight, nine fights before they ever even make it to have a, have a platform like he did. But, but I, and again, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. Dana White made him go, made him fight on there twice. He didn't give him a contract after the first one because he only had uh, one previous fight. And then after that, like you think about, he had what those finishes so fast you got all these other guys who are fighting on the regional scene that can, you know, like barely finish a fight or go to a decision on those. So I get it. You got under, I guess you understand where it's coming from. 
Just put it down on the record. I want everyone to know I'm a noted Bo Nickel hater. I think everyone. Oh, we knows. know. <laughs> We're very well aware. Where do you uh, go to college? At Penn, you go to Penn State, and he go he, he go to the Rapey College. He went to the Rapey College, which is <laughs> which is to be fair, I'm the great, best great. wrestling college. Uh, yeah, Iowa, Penn State. Yeah, Penn State's the best right now. Mizzou's up there. Mizzou's always top five. So. Either way, no, no, but Bo Nickel's gonna mark this dude. I, th- I, I like Travis's bet of Bo Nickel by sub in the first round. And if you even if you can find it, I would love to know what Nickel is by decision because I think Treshawn Gore is decent enough on the ground that if he just isn't stupid and gets himself into a rear naked choke situation, he might be able to fend him off and just get murked and ragdolled and be like 30 25. But um, yeah, I, I I wish it was out there right now. It's not. Yeah, it's um, not. even on best fight odds. Like, and I, I'm gonna be yeah, honest with you. Minus, minus one eighteen odds. Yeah, like they're yeah. it's minus one eighteen for every single fight for some of these winning in round yeah. blank. That might not even be accurate. So yeah. So we'll have to. Um, you just have to follow us on Twitter. But Travis yep. is giving his pick. I've given my pick. We'll have to update you from there. The only fight that has official odds out right now is the main event. Uh, on the UFC website, they have official odds on most of the No, phases. like, I guess, like, props. I mean, for like props. props yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they've got money line odds on all of these, but for official props, like in rounds by blank, um, you're only going to find it for uh, Volkanovsky and Yair. Yeah. Right. So af- after Bo Nickel fights, you really the rest of the remaining fights, like, you look at the odds, you throw the odds at the window. I think the rest of them are relatively close fights. Um, we've got a lightweight bout between Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker. This These odds very- are lopsided, and I don't like it. You like you like Hooker? I w- yeah, I was less than impressed with Jalen Turner's last performance. Me too. Yeah, he did fight Mataj Gamrot, who is great. Uh, and then you look on the other side, and a lot of people say, you know, Hooker's falling off, yada, yada, yada. You can say that as much as you want. He's, his losses are Arnold Allen, Islam, Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier, and then before that was a young uh, Barboza. All top-tier fighters. And then you look at Turner, who's a prospect, who's lost any time he's fought against someone even remotely good. Vincent Luque, Matt Favola. Steamroller Favola. Yeah, his biggest wins are Brad Vidal and Jamie Malarkey. And, and you could say, like, yeah, Jalen, the Tarantula Turner – you know, he's like six three. He's you know got he's huge for the his weight class. But Hooker's also the biggest, like one of the biggest one fifty fivers outside of Jalen Turner. He's six foot tall. So, I mean, and, and let's let's talk about let's talk about Dan Hooker for a second here. He lost to Dustin Poirier via decision. Michael Chandler, him and Michael Chandler were trading some blows there for a second. And, and let's be real, Michael Chandler caught him with a very very lucky. Punch. He got him. You catch anything with Michael Chandler, you're getting slept. So yeah, exactly. But then after that, he has two losses, like Travis said. Islam Makachev, current champion, Arnold Allen, probably gonna fight for the belt at some point in time, too. Um, yeah, I I I love Hooker here just because the level of competition that he's faced over Jalen Turner. He's he he's been to the fire, he's been to decisions, he's gone five rounds with Dustin Poirier, probably one of the toughest guys to go five rounds with, in my opinion, in that division is Dustin Poirier. And he can really do it all. Um, the one thing here for me is 
I think Jalen Turner might play it a little safe, keep his distance because Dan Hooker does have that TKO power. So Hooker's going to have to find a way just to outstrike him. If Hooker outstrikes Turner in this fight and doesn't let the tarantula get him down, um, I think he wins. So I, I like Hooker at plus 175. Uh, so do as, I. As a, as a dog. So do I. I mean, you look, at the, you look at Dan Hooker, a guy who really can't lose too many more fights, training at City Kickboxing with Israel Adesanya. I mean, I'm going to give it to the guy who has more experience, who's fought the tougher guys. One unit, Dan Hooker, those odds are great. They are great, which moves us into the next fight, which is going to be fun. Um, it'd be interesting to see. We have we have a lot to say about this. It's Robert Whitaker versus Dracus Duplessis, um, or Duplessis, however you want to say it. Um, but this is Dana White already said this is a title eliminator fight. So the winner of this fight will get the next shot after Adesanya fights. Um, who's he fighting? He's he he already announced it. Ethan is you. <laughs> Sorry, say that one more time. Who's who's in the weight division uh, and middleweight outside of these two? Outside of these two? Um, well, you know the website would load. Um, I don't know. I don't think they they've announced have. it yet. They haven't because Derek Brunson around won. around Dragus Duplessis and um, well, not Derek Brunson. Jared Cannonier wanted it. Yeah, he did. Nope, nope. Dana White has said the winner of this fight will get Israel Adesanya. Yeah. And the loser probably gets Cannoneer. Really? I, ideally, well, I yes. Sense, yeah, ideally they'd want it because there's a fight coming up in Sydney in September. It's a quick turnaround for whoever wins this fight. It's a very quick turnaround, depending on how it goes. Um, but, you know, if, if, if you want the champ, you got to take the smoke in his backyard. So, well, well, that's also technically Robert Whitaker's backyard as well. Robert Whitaker's New Zealand, but yeah. New Zealand, Australia. Same shit. Yeah. Literally the same shit. Um, but anyway, getting into this fight, Robert Whitaker minus 360. Not saying I'm gonna not gonna bet on him, but I'm never gonna take a minus 360 unless it's in a parlay. Drikus is plus 280. One of my favorite fighters right now, but this matchup is pretty scary for him uh, against Robert Whitaker. Drikus the undefeated in UFC. Well, I do love him. He has not had an outing. That has been like standout-ish. So he he yeah. like hasn't been dominant. He like gets gassed, but apparently that has been linked to like his nose and nasal issues. He had his nose surgery, so I'm excited to see like what that does. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be weird because Travis. I don't think Travis has got to watch. Have you got to watch his last few fights? I remember I was I was texting. I didn't get to watch the Brunson fight because I was at a wedding that had zero. That's service. what was. So Brunson, so he was getting worked by Derek Brunson, like absolutely worked. And then he was gassed. You could tell he's like he was like mouth breathing heavily after the first round because he can't breathe in his nose. He couldn't breathe yeah. in his nose. We saw that so, against uh, Darren Till. It was whenever you know Ethan was in town that Fourth of July last year, and Brad he was Devaris. sitting there just mouth breathing. The Brad yeah, Brad Tavares. Yeah, yeah. So and he won that by decision. I don't know. Like Travis said, like you, if you, and when you go look at Robert Whitaker's resume, like Robert Whitaker, you're not going to bet on him like straight up. He's a, he, he's a parlay piece for sure, in my opinion. Um, and because if you look at, at Robert Whitaker, but I mean, the, the dude me, just the dude just fights five rounds. That's all he does. Yeah, I was going to say I want to step in about Robert Whitaker. I mean, he's good, 
but he is absolutely not dangerous. He has not finished a fight in over six years. Six years. From somebody who's completely outside of the sport and kind of just, you know, again, I say this every time, look at statistics, just looking at their last three fights and kind of looking at the difference with no context as to watching the fights, even though I did watch that Brad Tavares fight with you all. Um, Dragos Duplass is by decision, by sub, by TKO. Whitaker, decision, decision, decision. All last three fights. And like you said, it's been six years since he's even gone inside the distance for a fight. Um, so it's like Dragos Duplessis clearly has the ability to get it done any way he needs to. Where it seems like Whitaker, it's like, let's get to the end. Let's wear him out. Granted, yeah. you just talked about Dragos not being able to breathe. Can he make it three rounds, I guess, in this case? Yeah, um, it's only three rounds. So, but, so I, have, I, have, I, have, I have two bets in this fight. The thing, Robert Whitaker, though, is he the mindset? Like, you got to think like, oh, I'm gonna pace myself. I'm used to five, five round fights. You get to the third round, you're like, oh fuck. He yep. did. He did just fight. Mar- he did just fight Marvin Vittori in a three round fight last September. Um, also, you got you got to look at the inactivity of, of Robert Whitaker too. I mean, he hasn't fought since September 2022. Meanwhile. Duplessis with a nose and nasal issue has fought twice since then. So he's fought in December and fought in March. So it's it's tough. I personally would lean Robert Whitaker for me. If, if, I mean, outside of betting, it would, you'd be dumb not to lean Robert Whitaker. But like, you can't just bet on Robert Whitaker to win so, unless so here, you're winning betting on by decision. So, so here's my thing: Whitaker is a lay piece. Whitaker by decision, hedge it with Duplessis inside distance. That's so, the only way Duplessis gets this done. I don't know how many betting websites have these, but Bavada has the have has these picks on almost every fight. And last week I bet it. Um, I'm trying to think of the fight that it was. Doesn't matter. Fuck, what's, what, I can't what's remember off the top of my head. But it was it was a guy who who like gets KOs, and then the guy who wins by points. So I needed either one guy to win by points or one guy to win by KOs. And you could bet on that together. So oh. they might have it here where it's like Whitaker by decision, Duplessis by KO. You bet on that. That's the only way I'm betting on this fight. I like that. Except for Duplessis also can submit you too. But I don't think he's going to. Robert Whitaker doesn't get submitted. He gets knocked out. Yeah. Well, he's only ever been knocked out once. That was his Izzy. So... Yeah, but and, oh, he got knocked out by 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 Wonder Boy. By, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm a bet. I'm a bet that if they have it again. You'll follow on I'll, top of it. You'll tweet it. But, other other than that, Whitaker's a lay piece. I mean, I, I don't see him losing this fight. In my opinion, in my professional opinion, so. I don't see him losing it. I would love to see Drikas win it though. Yeah, I would just, love to see that Drikas Adesanya fight. We we have seen Whitaker and Adesanya twice now. Whitaker hasn't saying. got he hasn't got it done either, either time. I would love to see Duplessis. Say Dana says it's title eliminator, but like what trilogy? He's over two. <laughs> I mean, but no one else has beaten Whitaker besides Adesanya. You know what I'm saying? Give like, it to so, Cannoneer, I guess. I don't know. Can, Cannoneer, Cannoneer got it too. Cannoneer fucking got five rounded by Adesanya. So I mean, only like, once, not twice. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Either but way, that's how we're Whitaker is the gatekeeper of the middleweight division, just yep. like Colby is the gatekeeper in the welterweight. 
of welterweight. So, yeah. all right. We got next two. Yeah. Ethan, we're up for a seltzer review. You you think I'm done with the current seltzer that I've been drinking? I guess you're going to have to double fist him because we only got two fights left. We have well, two no, more we, seltzers. We have, to, we, we, have, we have our rankings, too. Our yeah, rankings. no, but he's ready for one. After this well, fight, I'll, after this review. Well, I'll go grab one right now while you talk about it. All, All right. right, so we're going to move into the co-main event is the flyweight title fight. A rematch five years in the making. Where the champion lost that first rematch. So this is this is pretty rare. So the champion, Brandon Moreno, lost to Alexandre Pantoja. Um, in dominating fashion. Dominated him. Must I mind you. He, had, he got two 30-26s against him. Um, Brandon, obviously, Brandon Moreno's become a lot better fighter since then. I was going to say, obviously Moreno's gotten way better, but he still did lose. I mean, you can't get that twisted in any way you look at it. Rather, I mean, if it's been five years, it's been – you know, six months, 30, 26 is nothing to kind of bat your eye at. Now, if he got 29, 28, you know, that's a different story. Um, this is a lot closer than what I think people might think it's going to be. And I think the odds kind of reflect that. The only way I would bet on this fight, because I don't like Moreno at minus 170. First of all, can we talk about Brandon Moreno Anytime I look at him, if you've ever seen the movie Rat Race, he looks like the guy that pierces uh, his tongue. Yes, pierces his tongue. <laughs> I can't. Uh, and his name, his nickname annoys me. The baby assassin, the assassin baby. Get the fuck out of here. Meanwhile, I hear you. I hear you. Alexandre I, Patoja. I. It's gonna be vanilla. It's Travis. tough. It's I tough. Like, like Pantoja is the submission specialist, really. I mean, he he KO'd Matt Schnell. Whoops, you do. I KO'd Matt Schnell, I think. Um, I don't know. You submit Brandon Roy Val, though? That's tough. That's what I'm saying. He He's a submission artist. I don't – I again, I see – but you you look at Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno submitted Davis and Figueredo. I mean, so you look at these two fighters. Again, a fight that I'm not looking forward to. They're both – Finishing artists, but neither have been finished. <laughs> Someone's doing it here. So I like I like I like Moreno by TKO. They're both BJJ artists. Yeah, I, I that's what I'm saying. I, I think I, I think they're gonna play it safe. By keep TKO, um, he's I, only knocked out five people in his career. I don't think the either one's gonna. I think people are gonna be scared to take the other one to the ground because of how good the other one is on the ground, whether it's on the back doing BJJ or whatever it is. Um, I think Moreno's more dangerous on the feet. You look at Pantoja, he doesn't have a ton of knockout victories here. Um, and outside of Matt Schnell uh, and Wilson Reyes in the UFC. Other than that, I'm not seeing a ton here. I don't know. This is I'm not confident in this being a parlay piece. I'm not confident. No, no, I would not put this in anything. Not confident betting someone straight up. That's why I like a prop here, like Moreno by TKO. The only way I would bet this is if you're up on the if you're up on that night. This might be this, this fight. This might yeah, like Travis said, if you're up on the night, bet it better prop. Just to have some fun. Better. Just have some fun. But other than that, this is a fight I'm gonna sit back and watch, but okay, who's gonna fucking fuck each other up? Because I want I mean I won't be surprised if Pantoja wins. Uh Moreno again, like while he's been the better fighter and he's gotten better since he lost the first time. He's still 21 and six, 21, six and two to be exact. Uh, I think, I think Pantoja would be the champion if he didn't, if he was more active. So, I mean, this is anyone's fight. 
it's tough, man. It I don't want to go dogs all the way through, but I gotta go. Oh. I, I would, I would, I would go Pantoja if I'm up money. I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna go Moreno by TKO. I'm not gonna bet Moreno. Just because I hate Brandon Moreno when he wins the fucking when he keeps his belt, he just cries like a little pussy. He does. He does cry. So, Ethan. Ethan. Yep, and I've got a. I gotta interject one time, um, because I don't follow. Well, I watch UFC. I don't really follow it though. I don't really pay attention to super, you know, in depth. And this isn't even really in depth, so I'm kind of just telling my. Uh, I don't even know what I was trying to get at. I've had a lot of seltzers tonight. Um, what I was gonna say <laughs> is, um, who the fuck weighs 125 pounds? Like, I, like I just gotta say that out loud. Like, but I'm. But they saying, do at a point. Like, how do you? How do you even get to that point? That's like fucking ashtray in euphoria, fighting some motherfucker in a fucking octagon because that it blows my mind. I don't think I've weighed 125 pounds since I was in sixth grade. Okay, so I, these I just, guys. I just, so, I just say that. So yeah, this one guy's five five. Five, I don't give so, a fuck if you're four nine. That's crazy for a weight. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, Moreno at five seven, weighing that much is insane. Ethan, think think about this. The fight we just talked about, Jalen Turner. He's six three. He weighs one fifty five. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm like, and and it's and I'm no offense to like the dudes in their weight, right? But I think what's crazy to me and like why I can't compute it is because these dudes are like pure muscle, and yet they still weigh so little. I'm like, I don't even know. There's how like that, zero like, fat. That, those those so, physics make sense. To, so when to you me, when sense. you see them step into the ring, they don't weigh their weight class though. No, yeah, I know, like, I know that. But I'm like saying 15, like the fact that they have it at some point. Yeah. I, I get that. Like after you do your weigh in, like you go and you fucking like you're telling me on, that at you know five eleven <laughs> that I'm gonna have to go weigh in at one at one fifty five one seventy. I'm gonna be on my deathbed. Bro, I'm Yo, fucking I'm fucking five eleven, and I don't know if I would fucking hold on. I gotta get the I gotta get the class right. I don't know if I could fucking weigh in properly at light heavyweight. I'm just putting it out Bro. there right now. <laughs> I'll be overweight at light heavyweight right now. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. If I had, if I had to ever go down to 170, it'd be tough. Yeah, now, I'm sure like, these dudes aren't reviewing seltzers every Tuesday night because you know who drinks on Tuesday night. But, they have 100 you know, discipline. Zero percent fun. Could you imagine me like, like if uh, the, my body frame, I'd, I'd have to drop down to middleweight, like 185, maybe even welterweight, yeah. 170. There's no, no you'd have to. You would. You would be good at 185. We would have to go down to 155. Yeah, yeah. with our height for sure. Yep, insanity. Fighting Michael Chandler, I'd get fucking knocked out in twenty seconds. I don't don't think I'd make it that. I'd get one fucking flying knee to the face like Ben Askren would be over. (laughs) (laughs) My ass, being the Bo Nickel hater, I am. I I dropped on middleweight, and Bo Nickel would fucking just fucking ragdoll me over the goddamn octagon. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Anyways, I just had to throw that out there. Um, oh, that's great. This, this will probably be my last seltzer review because I ain't no way I'm drinking this entire one and then pulling another one out. Um, but Boo. I will say, I did, I did cheat earlier, and I drank the fourth one when me and Travis were on Xbox. I have to give that one like a 5.9. It it's the cranberry apple version of the dogfish head vodka seltzers. It was okay. It was above average. 
wasn't great. Five, five nine. nine. This one, Jarrett, I was wrong. There was a blueberry one. Um, it was blueberry shrub. Can. Blueberry shrub, baby. Um, don't know That's why I said green can, and then the strawberry ones in a blue can D- doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, why it says blueberry shrub, I also don't know. Um, but we're gonna give it a go. I love blueberry. Blueberry. Like, oh, blueberry! Uh, anything is my jam. Yep. There's yeah. there's a really good um, and it's fucking Sea Dog. It's a main brewery. Um, I had it at a conference back in like 2018. They make a really good blueberry <laughs> Five wheat beer. Years ago. <laughs> oh, so good though. And I, I fucking, I, ha- I found it one time since then. I found it in a uh, total wine. So good. But anyways, blueberry flavored anything. Yes, we're gonna give it a go. And yeah. I mean, I think if you like blueberry flavor, that's literally all it is. It's just blueberry, blue, blueberry, 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 um, blueberry flavored seltzer. That's all it is. Um, it's got a little, it's like a little syrupy. Um, if you get what I mean by that, it's not, it's not just super carbonated or anything like that, but not better than the orange. Um, so we're going to have to go. I don't even know, man, like a 7-2. Because I still think even the strawberry one was better, and I love blueberry-flavored stuff, but the strawberry one was good. Orange is always the best. I I think it's hard to beat orange-flavored anything alcohol-wise. So, Um, If they, and I'm pretty sure I've said this on the podcast multiple times, if they were to just sell the blueberry and acai trulies in like a 24-pack, I would buy them. Yeah, this is this is similar to that, but it is very syrupy. Like it's got kind of that like that mouth feel where it feels like you got like maple syrup in it, but not in a bad way. But not in a bad way. Like it's not a, it's not a stick. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're moving into the championship fight for next Saturday, UFC two ninety. Alexander Volkanovsky. Is it the great? Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, super vanilla. Volkanovski versus Yair. Yeah. Is your cue, Jarrett? Oh, I don't know. He doesn't have one, I don't think. Oh, Yair Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's very anticlimactic of like discussion, but Volk is minus four twenty. Yair's plus three twenty. I'm no, I'm zero, no Yair backer, um, and I'm. I mean, I'm not really much of a Volcator by any means, but I think that Yair's getting a little disrespected with these odds. He stands literally negative 0% chance. I don't know, man. He scares me in the way that he approaches fights. He's a punk. I mean, he beat here. Listen, he, he got here. First of all, he got here because – he beat Jeremy Stevens, and then he had he lost to Max Holloway, which whose Volk has beat twice. Granted, one of those is very close. Um, beat Brian Ortega because Brian Ortega literally, yeah, literally hurt his shoulder, and then beat Josh Emmett, who Josh Emmett just got his fucking ass whooped, absolutely whooped by fucking Ilya Topuria. So to, I mean, to be fair, I think Ilya Topuria is the future champ of this division. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Ethan's He's got like, something to say. I don't. I just had a question. Did Volkanovski fight up a class or did Mokachev? Yes, he did. Fight he down? fought Islam okay. up. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And That's to me, it was it, that was close. Like everyone says it was a total Islam win. I don't think it was. It was a lot closer than what people think. Uh, I think it was, it was an Islam win, but it was close. It was close. Um, the only thing for me, once you get into that championship set and you're fighting, defending the belt, we see it with everyone. You get defensive. You don't really go on the offensive side very much. You don't really get aggressive. And that is all Yair Rodriguez does. Like he just pushes the pace. He he's moving forward constantly. It's what he did against Josh Emmett. Like, cause I thought Josh Emmett was going to win that fight. And he was just constantly pushing him back, constantly pushing him back. And we, we Josh see Emmett's that with overrated. I'll say that. Yeah, he is. But yeah. um, I mean, Brian Ortega, Again, not saying that Yair beat him skill-wise because he dislocated his shoulder and when Brian Ortega had top position, but he had him in a couple different darts and, and guillotine chokes and couldn't get him. I don't know. This is tough. I think, I, I'm think i not saying that Yair wins this, but I'm saying plus 320 makes it intriguing. Well, I, I think this too, um, again, coming from the outside, I think this could be an interesting fight. And this comes obviously from no experience whatsoever. But I feel like when you fight up a class, when you come back down to that class, I almost feel like it has to feel. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and for those Your of you, see, yep. Uh, <laughs> Travis was punching himself in the face, um, not even figuratively. But I, I feel like that, that, that can kind of throw throw you off a little bit in a way um you don't have as much of a chin when you drop that much yeah. weight so we i saw th- it, I we, we, we saw it with connor i mean connor went up to fight yeah. diaz did get did get touched to diaz and then he had fucking um what's his dick i can't remember his name khabib khabib dropped connor and connor never got dropped when he went, he went to went up to 170 came back to 155 to fight khabib and got dropped by him so i yep. i do see that i, I that's that's a legitimate threat so and like, if you listen to any MMA podcast, they'll say the same thing. Like, fighters in the UFC will say, when you're dropping 15 pounds, that does a toll on your chin. To be fair, Volk didn't have to cut any weight for his fight against Makachev. He said he said it was a very easy weight cut. It wasn't challenging at all because he walks. Well, physically, around, like he walks around when you're walking around at that, and you take those hits, then you drop the weight and take those hits. Especially as much like when he fought yeah. Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega is not gonna, I mean, not gonna drop you. He's gonna. Yeah. Like, All right. So I mean, you, you don't have to root for Yair Rodriguez. I'm not rooting for him. I'm not rooting for anyone. But I'm saying value. I'm talking about from a betting perspective. I think Volk will win. I don't like what value does he even include in a parlay at minus four twenty. A little bit. I mean, there's to me, this isn't a super friendly parlay card either. Like there, it's really not. Like I mean, yeah. I was looking at I was looking at Volkanovski, Bo Nickel, Della De Maddalena, and maybe Robert Whitaker. But again, like we kind of talked about that too. Like I don't know. Like there's not like a ton of like help, super like friendly parlay pieces in this card. Also, not to mention that minus four twenty is is the best odds that you can even find on Volkanovski yeah. right now. Um, Everything else is minus four thirty-five. FanDuel has it up to minus four sixty. Um, bet GM in it, bet MGM is minus four fifty. Like it, it is not a very friendly uh, 
very friendly odds. I see Volk by decision right here at minus 120. There, that, yep. there it is. That's my bet. If that's your bet. You can go for it. Um, I think if you say fight doesn't go the distance at plus 118. Because mm. the only way, I mean, that's. I mean, because Volk, Volk can still finish Rodriguez too. Like we're, I think that's we're what I'm downplaying that a lot. No, he can. He just hasn't finished anyone in quite a while. He hasn't uh, had to. I think that if you're going with the with the terms and like, I think Yair could win, but I'm not sure. That's what you'd go with. Uh, with taking a little less risk off, but it, if you want the full risk, you go Yair at plus 325. Otherwise, you go fight doesn't go the distance at plus 118, or you go Volk at decision at minus 120, and those are your only options. Because Yair Rodriguez isn't going to win by points. No, can we just look at Volk's resume and like the who he's only lost one fight in the UFC and it was to Islam Makachev, who's like the next Khabib Nurmagomedov. I mean, that's my opinion here. And you look at Yair Rodriguez, like granted, yeah, like he has a good resume too, but he's got losses to Max Holloway, Frankie Edgar. He had a doctor stoppage against Frankie Edgar. So you so, got Aldo Holloway, Holloway, Ortega, Korean Zombie, Holloway. Islam. Those are his big UFC fights. Those are huge UFC fights. No, I mean, outside of Aldo, they're all for the title. Yeah. So, I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good, but he is beatable. He's going to get beat one of these days, and it could be any day. He 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 got beat last time. Right, but not in his own division. True. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I just can't root for Yair Rodriguez, and, and I will. Oh, I don't. Do I'm not rooting for him either because I I hate him because people gave him the win and like just moved on from the Brian Ortega thing and like oh he beat him when it was a, a doctor stoppage because he dislocated his shoulder. And then and, and I, then and then we gave him an interim fight. We gave him an interim fight when there didn't need to be an interim fight because Volk went up for one fucking fight against Makachev, and they was like, oh, yeah, it was very fast. It was like four months later. Not even. I mean, it was it was the same card, Travis. Yeah, so didn't love that, but either way, um, there we have it. We've got we we just told you those fights, Moreno Pantoja. You take whatever side you want. We we each had kind of either side depending on where you're at in the night. Uh, not a whole lot out on it, but Whitaker by decision or. Duplessis by KO if you want, if there's like a joint. Or just, or just Duplessis. Yeah, yeah, inside distance too. Uh, we both like Dan Hooker, Bo Nickel, first round sub. We both like Robbie Lawler, Jack Della, and we, we were on each side of the Jimmy Crude Alonzo on the field, but no more in the unit. So, how are you? Ja- I will say Jack Della is my hammer of the night, money line hammer of the night. Yeah, there's really not a, there's not too many hammers. It's going to be one of those. It's fun to watch, but you don't want to throw a lot of money on. Just yeah. something to watch each fight. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Let's move into the next one. UFC champion power rankings. It's just how champions, do, guys. Just champions. So there's technically only 11 currently. All right. So I have a question for you to clear up some things. Are we going like overall scope of career right now? How are you wanting to base these? If they were to step in the Oxcon right now, 
what like how confident are you in, in their abilities? Okay, you want to go eleven to one or one to eleven? Let's go eleven, 11 to one. one. Eleven yeah, to absolutely. one, always, always. All right, well, so, Travis, 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 Travis and I are going back and forth. Hang on one second. I'm not touching this shit. <laughs> all right, let's go. I'll go eleven. Uh, very easy, Alexa Grasso. Uh, so Alexa Grasso is the women's women's flyweight champion currently. Yep, she just beat uh, Valentina Shevchenko. I think that is one of those things where it's kind of like the Amanda Nunez, Juliana Pena. Shevchenko might have overlooked her. I think if they rematch, she loses. She's easily the worst, the worst champion of champions. Not saying she's bad, but yeah, no, for sure. So you eleven? I don't disagree with that. My number ten might surprise you, Jamal Hill. That's who mine was. Yep, I mean Jamal Hill. Yeah, he literally. Silver platter, here you go, sir. Yeah, Jamal Hill is the light, the current light heavyweight champion. Didn't have to beat Yuri, Yuri Prohashka. Didn't have to beat Maga. But I'm coming. Yeah, and <laughs> who who did he actually beat, Travis? I can't remember. Glover. Lottie fucking da. Glover retired too. So, I mean, this is ridiculous. He hasn't beat anybody in the top five in that division, and he's a champion. I don't. I, if you look at the top five of that division, Yuri Prashka, Magomed Akalaev, Jan Jan Blahovitz, or Alexander Rakic, even Nikita Krylov, any of those guys, I think beat Jamal Hill, in my opinion. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, that's why I had him also at my ten. My number nine. Hopefully, this doesn't come as much of a surprise to you, um, but I just don't think he's a powerful champion, and it's Brandon Moreno. Um. He's shown the ability to be beaten. Uh, he lost Davidson Figueredo. I think if those guys fight ten times, it could be five and five. It could be six and four. It's going to be very close. As far as like a dominant champion, I don't think he's one of them. And in that flyweight division, it could go any way, any day of the week. So that's why he's my number nine. I agree. I agree. My number eight is going to be Juliana Pena. Who's technically? Well, she's, she's not a champion. She, yeah, right. You're right. She lost a champion. So I was looking at the bandwidth division. I saw she's like, the, so yeah, she's not a champion. Travis is right. We technically have eleven instead instead twelve. So my next one is going to be the other woman champion. It's going to be Riley Zhang. Oh she's, no, she's way higher. No, I mean she's she's lost that belt before. I'm looking at all the other champions right now, and I don't see anybody else that could, to, in my opinion, are better than her. So she is what we we say number eight. Yeah, number eight. Uh, I'll go seven, which is who I had right around this position, and I have Aljamain Sterling. Yep, uh, a guy who got the belt given to him had a questionable decision when. Another, another questionable decision win against Peter Jan. Uh, and, then, and a guy who I just don't think is a very strong champion. Now, I, I really hope I really hope Sean O'Malley knocks his fucking block off, dude. I hope Sean O'Malley beats him. I don't know if he's going to be the guy to do it, but as yeah. far as like strong champions, I don't think he's it. I think he's just kind of a pussy and he's very cringe. Yeah. Did you see that Cejudo and Cheeto Vera are fighting on that card now? I did. It's going to be great. I wish it was Cejudo and Marab. Me too, but no. Marab's taking time off for surgery. 
Um, of course he is. So that brings me, that was number seven. Six. Going to six. It's, it's now it's starting to get a little tough. Nope. I know who you should pick. I'm going to have to go Leon Edwards. It could be flip-flopped with who I was going to pick. I'm going to have to go Leon. Um, Leon, granted, had one of the greatest comeback TKOs to win his belt. Beats Kamaru in decision. I hate decision wins. I, I do think once he has to fight Colby or Bilal, he's at, or Chimaev, he's in trouble. Chimaev is going to fight in 170 ever again. Yeah. Okay. So Covington or Bilal, those are nightmare matches for him. Even Gilbert Burns, to be honest with you, all nightmare matchups. I agree. I mean, he's he's going to have to have a miraculous like TKO or submission win, like he did against Kamaro. Like, I mean, he was da- well, he was down three to one to Kamaro when he yeah. got, when he knocked him out. So he and, and if that fight would have finished, it would have been four one. It'd have been a fucking. It'd have been a you know fifty fifty forty six. Playing it easy, just again, like we talked about earlier, like most champions do. But he wasn't even a champion then, though. No, Kamaru was playing the game when he got knocked out. So, like most champions do, but I agree. I think these could be flip flopped. My number five is going to be Islam Makachev. He like I, it, I didn't even have him this high, but again, a guy who's not the most active. That's gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way, but yeah, that's fine. You, could, I mean, once he starts being more active, sure. If he defends his belt, you know, three four times, he could be higher. He. Debatably, now I wouldn't say debatably, but in a lot of people's eyes, lost to Volk, who is a weight class lower. I think when Oliver and him match up the second time, we better watch out. I think Oliver might take it again. Back yeah. So that's why he's at number five for me. I think so too. So there's four people left. I'm only counting three people left. You're forgetting a woman. I already said Wiley Zang. You've got you've got Amanda Nunes. Oh, you've got. Are, are, so we're still counting her. She retired. Okay. But um, she's the champion. Yeah. She's next. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it's Amanda Nunes. It's Amanda Nunes. It's the next one. Yeah. Granted, as great as she's been, I I don't know we're counting she her. She is the greatest women's fighter that we will ever see. Yep, I agree. Ever. It's sad she retired because I love seeing her fight. I love seeing her beat bitches' asses. And Julia technically cringes fuck for what she did at her last fight. For real. Well, and I was gonna say, and technically, champion in two weight classes, right? Retired yeah, on multiple, yeah. multiple times. Multiple yeah. times. I mean, what woman was it? Is it one forty? No, one thirty-five or one forty-five. So she that was, high division is. Bantamweight's one forty-five. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I, I think one forty-five is gonna get cut off. Oh yeah. So, but either way, she's champion in two divisions. Uh, best women's fighter ever. I had her at four. So there you go. Number three, uh, I got Izzy. I've got Izzy. Uh, These could be flip flop too. Izzy and the next guy we flip flopped. He got knocked out by Pereira, who literally in like you know, what is it? What was his third UFC fight? And then. I, I don't know how that how that next fight was going. I can't remember. I had him drunk, but oh, it was it was. I mean, Pereira was piecing him up, and then he I was going to say yeah. he got him. He got him cornered, and he got knocked out from from cornering him. Yeah, too aggressive. But um, and his chin was compromised, like, just like 
Ethan was saying because he he had to cut weight bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's beatable. Um, that's why we see that's why we see Prayer going up, but that's why Izzy is number three on mine. And the number two and one go very hand in hand for pretty easily. Yeah, I I, I would say Izzy and Volk could be flip flop, but Izzy hasn't proven that he can go up and compete. Volk has. Volk's gonna be number two for me, um, just because he's the champion at. Uh, featherweight has gone up to lightweight and competed. Could have won. A lot of people thought he could have won that fight against Makachev. Um, had had Makachev very well hurt. Makachev looking at the clock like, oh shit, how much time? Yeah, he was. Him? I mean, if yeah. you look at him after the fucking fact, it was like yeah, hit by a goddamn bus. Yeah, and like in that fourth round, Makachev like looking up the clock like, how much? How much longer is this five foot seven Australian going? Inzi's brother, brother, Inzi's fight. <laughs> DC, DC, brother, brother, DC. Uh, yeah, I, no, that's dude, fair. Yeah. That's fair. And then number one, as long as he is in the UFC, he's going to be number one. It's John Jones. I mean. Well, how many, how many fucking years did he take off and he came back and it was like he didn't skip a beat? Like, And then like Cyril got him in two minutes, beat him. Yeah, it's like, insane. You, you literally can't like argue it. Is, no. And then him and, him and Francis had that little face-off at the little PFL event. I'm sorry. You put him in Francis to knock down. I think he wins. Oh, dude. Everyone, it's just like Francis literally ran. He ran. He ran away. He's, and John Jones come out and he says, like, he says, like, when I step into an octagon, I don't think I can lose. I don't think he can. I don't think anyone's going to be him ever. It's gonna. It sounds crazy to think the one guy that had him trapped was Dominic, was Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes had him hurt a couple of times. And Dominic Grace has fallen from Grace since then too. But we think though, like you get again, we go back to that championship mindset. You think this guy defend this? I gotta like you get into the not lose. I gotta not lose this fight. And I think ever since then he's like, okay, I can't do that again because I get into jeopardy of losing to a decision. No, yeah, there's there, there's a couple there out. where I fought where John Jones like okay um, when he fought. Thiago Santos, when he had the split decision against Thiago Santos. When Santos tore his ACL? Yeah. Um, Dominic Reyes, Gustafsson, him and Gustafsson had some had some wars back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, because he beat Gustafsson twice. Well, look at the people he's beaten. I mean, it's insane. I mean, it's nuts. Is, so let's, let's go back to when he, when he came in the UFC. You look at he beat Rua. To win the light heavyweight championship, and that was back when Shogun Rua was like yeah. nuts. And then he beat Rampage Jackson, submitted him. Leota Machida submitted him. Uh, Rashad Evans decision. Vitor Belfort submitted him. Chael Sonnen knocked out Chael Uncle Chael. Gustafsson by decision. Glover Sheriff by decision. DC by decision. Saint Pro. So he had a run decision there for a little bit. Saint Pro. That's when Travis is saying he got news like very. Protective. I'm going to protect this belt. Saint Saint Pro by decision. He got a no contest because DC because he uh, tested positive for some something. He beat after. him, but then they went back and changed it. He literally had head kick KO'd him. Gustafsson KO. Anthony Smith decision. Thiago Santos decision. Dominic Ray decision. Cyril Gon submission. I mean, it's stupid. That, that run there is insane. And you go back and like Anthony Smith could have taken the the cheap way out. Because I, I want he there. I think he illegal knee. Don't, yeah, he had an illegal Jones, knee. Jones was deducted two points in round two points in round four. 
for illegal knee and still won unanimous decision. <laughs> he could have. And I listened to the BYM podcast with Bisping and Anthony Smith, and he was like, "I could have taken the the Sterling way out, won the fight, but it's not who I am." Yeah. Now, are there plans for him to uh, defend the heavyweight? They're yet, trying. They're or... trying to line up. Trying to line up him and Stipe. I think. I think it's going to come down to money. This is what this was coming down to. Because yeah. Stipe, Stipe is pretty much like semi-retired a little bit. He's a, he's a fucking firefighter in Cleveland. So I yeah. literally think it's going. The money's got to make sense for both sides. That's all. I what mean, about Sergey? This is I don't from someone John who doesn't really know. Again, but... this is and I don't think John Jones is scared of anyone. That, that in, terms of blemish, in terms of blemish on your record, that's not the guy you want to go out. <laughs> you want to go out with. Yeah, yeah. That's fair, and that's that's this, from somebody looking from the outside in. I just I this was dude. I was like Sergey Sergey Pavlovich <laughs> is yep. scary. Yeah. When when John Jones retires, he'll be the champion for a few years. Nice. So, yeah, he's he's think, he's insane. They're gonna they're gonna line up Stipe, him and Stipe. From what I've heard, rumblings UFC 300 is going to be around March of next year. It's going to be a giant card. They're going to try to line up like their best, their best, their their heavy hitters for that. John Jones, Stipe. They're going to try to get Connor on that card with somebody. And John ever... Jones' fight will be his his next fight will be his last fight. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah, they honestly UFC 300 call them crazy. They they talking about doing fucking Zuckerberg and and. Dude. <laughs> Zuckerberg, Dude, fucking it, smoke him. That's got to be no, that's got to be in a card by itself, because the amount of buys that will do would be the amount of a regular card. Why though? Like I like I guess yeah. You mean to tell me that you wouldn't tune in for Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk? You would. Uh, yeah, a thousand. It don't matter who else is on the card. Exactly. Exactly. You would um, if that's a fucking main event. My question is. So my question. UFC 300, right? There's a three in that. Will they put three title fights on that card? They've, had, they've put three title fights on cards before. Yeah. See, I did not know that. So that that no. makes my that makes my well, prediction yeah. a little less exciting. Some interims, but, but not. Like there's only three. I think there's only been like maybe one, maybe two. I feel like it just makes sense. Like they've been interrupted. It's a Travis, it's a big card. Like make it exciting. Put three title fights on it. Like you're like, talking about. Like like let's do let's do John Jones and Stipe. Let's do fucking Volkanovski <laughs> Makachev two. Let's do um I don't know. So who who who's another big champion out there? Uh, my guess is they'd probably throw a women's fight on it. That'd be my guess. Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah. Is he is he in someone? It could be Izzy on it, yeah. It could be Izzy Whitaker 3 or Izzy Duplessis or something like that. Had Amanda not retired, a Nunez fight on that card would have been sick. But he knew four title fights with another (laughs) Nunez Pena rematch. Nunez Pena 3. Oh, no, I got it. Yeah. Let's just put we need to make a card. It would be the best-selling card ever. Just fucking five title fights. <laughs> well, I mean, that, they, can't do that. I mean they can't do that because oh they God. set themselves a failure the rest of the year. Yeah. And why? That's very true. Because you'd you have, have such nobody a else gap. to fight. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, there's more than five fucking titles. Then you have the rest of them fight for the, like, once a month 
Because you got to think there's not a title every fucking card. Well, no, but usually you have the rest of them. You have like the the whoever doesn't fight on that one fights the next five months, and then you Here roll it, and you can roll in the next ones. UFC 300 should be Jones and Stipe, McGregor Diaz three, Jesus. Elon Zuckerberg, Elon Zuckerberg. <laughs> At this point, call me crazy. McGregor Diaz three might make the opening bout of the main card. He, he's not wrong, Jerry. No, he's not. No, he's <laughs> not wrong. I was thinking, because then I was like, I was like, then you could do uh, Colby and Leon, like a big USA, when, UK thing. When is the uh, McGregor, Michael Chandler fight? We don't, don't know. know if it's going to happen. Still don't they know don't, yet? Okay. Uh, they don't, not even the fact they don't know. They don't it, know it's, if it's going to Chan- happen. It's in nice. Chandler's. It's in Chandler's best interest to take another fight right now. I yeah, would yeah. take another fight because McGregor still has not entered USADA, and it's got to take six months. So at this uh, point, we're looking at twenty twenty four. Yep, that's fun. He's got to take another fight. Yeah, yeah. have to. You said twenty twenty four. Like I thought that was crazy. That's only six. That's like less than six <laughs> months away. But yeah, it's how old. Like, there's not another paper. My if, fucking six, my fucking ten year high school anniversary is coming up. Fucking next. Mine year. was your wedding weekend. <laughs> Yeah, uh, right. you pick no, up no, like it's in Chandler's best yeah. interest to it's in Chandler's best interest to take another fight, and if I'm if I'm playing matchmaker, a Michael Chandler, I, I don't want to do like another rematch ish, but Michael Chandler fighting the winner of that Poirier Gaethje fight here. Later this no, morning. who else is there? List off some other guys. Charles Charles Oliver fought him. Poirier fought him. Gaethje, Dariush, Fazayev, Gamrot. Saryuki and Char- Michael Chandler and Benny Dariush. Almost feels like a good fight. Feels like a layup for Chandler because a guy coming off, off a loss. But yeah, I feel you. Who's six? Uh, Fazayev. That'd be a banger. Here's a banger that I think people overlook. Chandler RDA would be fun. Huge fucking dem- he, no. RDA now no. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I could, I could, uh, dude. I have literally. I look at the UFC roster all the time. I could play matchmaker all day long. I love it so much. Like, <laughs> just, like, who could? It's amazing how, play? when you look at it, it's amazing how bad they are at their job. I don't. I disagree. They, they, they put some good ones together, but you have to like set people up for for success. Like, but there's so base. much more they could do. Yeah, to I mean, generate income, like to make fight cards better, like. Come on, like you just talked about this fight night coming up. Yeah, it's free, but that's how you get people interested. Like, see, I, so here's my thing: I don't have the time commitment to watch every fucking Saturday. I don't have that time in my in me. I love the fact that I know for like every month or two, I'm gonna get a big card. I dedicate see, my Saturday to that. See, I'm and, I, and I, I hate it this month because there's two giant pay per view cards in July, and I don't know if I'm gonna watch them both. So, so I'm the opposite. Like I love free fight nights because it's like Ashley can sit there with the kid, feed them, hang out, watch the fights with me in the after in like early evening, and we can watch the fights for free on ESPN Plus, like for free as in not like paying seven. Just wait till a kid gets older and starts moving around. You can't fucking sit down. It's like your your tootle like, change. You don't have to sit down and dedicate your night to it because you're not paying a pay-per-view fee. That's kind of the thing. 
Like you can watch as you want. What? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, in a couple months, I won't have to deal with this. But being on the East Coast as well, like having that and having to be up at 12.30 a.m. just to watch the main event is is dreadful. And and maybe if that's something they can fix, then sure. But one thing they should fix is the transition between fights. If someone gets knocked out in the first round, we don't need to wait. The right, it, for sure. Yeah, for go to the next fight, and, and it's like I, it, and I get it exactly. I was like, you understand that, like, oh, you're planning to fight at this time, but like, bro, you're you're fucking you're fighting. Like, you're, it doesn't matter if it's now or 20 minutes earlier. Like, we don't we don't need to. Wait. I would almost I would almost rather go. Like, if I knew the fight in front of me, exactly. Exa- you don't want to wait. You don't want that. Yeah, like no. that tension building, that stress, that whatever. Like. Just go out there. Go. If, if it's a you're fight, like, oh, you're not. The fight in front of me is over. I'm next. Yep. I'm sitting here fucking hitting pads for the next 25 minutes. And you can't tell me yeah. they're not already ready. Like that's that's what they've been doing for hours before that fight is months. Ready. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> but I mean, like from day of, you are you are spending hours that day getting ready for that fight. You can't tell me that extra 20 minutes is making a difference. No. Yeah. Like if someone gets finished in the first round. It needs to be the same turnaround as if there was a decision. Yep, I agree. And I, I hope, hopefully, they get better about that. But you know, just as I do, all these fights happen on Vegas, they happen on West Coast time. So it was weird to me. Like I was out in Vegas when McGregor fought Poirier, McGregor Poirier three, when he broke his leg. And I remember, like, I was out at dinner when Poirier and McGregor. Like it was like an eight thirty dinner. We had an eight thirty reservation at the steakhouse. And like we're sitting down at like eight forty five, having our we just had drinks. Doctor stoppage, and fucking McGregor Poirier walking into the ring, and I'm like, I'm like, this is wild. Like my night's just beginning, and I know if I was back home, it would be over after this. Like after I'm that drunk fight as was fuck. Over, yeah, yeah, after that fight was over. I mean, I was drunk then too. After that fight was over, like <laughs> we we went out, we fucking parted on that long. I was pissed because I lost the parlay because my. I won't harp too much on this. I had a big parlay that day. Went down to the sports book at our casino we we're staying at. Put a hundred dollar parlay in. Hundred dollars to win, I think seventeen fifty. So in the last leg of it yeah, that's was not very much. Seventeen bucks? No, one thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> um, the last leg of it was McGregor Poirier over one and a half. Nice. Kill nice. me. Kill me. Dog the stoppage. <laughs> <laughs> they should have fucking it, avoided that bet. Yep. It should it should it should have been Dr. Stoppage. The fact they call it TKO was mind-boggling to me. He literally broke his fucking leg. Yeah. Um Yeah, well if he didn't break his leg, like he was going down, he was gonna get finished anyway. But I yeah, I get you. Yeah, we can't um, call what ifs. Without without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, do you miss football? Oh, so bad. because 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 after this after this week off next week, that's all you're gonna hear. We got football. Fucking six months is football. football. We'll football. We'll, uh, we'll start division previews. Um, I'll let Jarrett and Travis lay out what that looks like. But I know that in years past, you've either done one division well, no. at a time, but it worked we really did. well doing two divisions last at year. a time last year. I, I listed as a listener, that was much more enjoyable. Um, so I think that that's probably what we'll do. Is two divisions at a time, but I'm excited for football. I'm, I'm so I'm fucking pumped. pumped. For I was so pumped. We're so yeah. We'll talk about all that. I got like, the thinking. Like, I got the thinking. Um, 
Leo Ethan the jersey of his choice from last betting season? We do. Still. So, Ethan, mm. pick out your jersey. Come Aaron from Rogers DHK. Jersey. <laughs> it's, as hard as it is, I'm absolutely not. You know, I will say, though, I told Travis this the other day. I got an Arenado Rockies jersey the other day from a friend of mine up here that had one and was like, oh, he's a St. Louis Cardinals. You want it? So you want a Russell like, Wilson jersey? Sick. Uh, I, exactly. Um, no. <laughs> Um, but I, I will think on it. I won't. I won't make. Nope. Right now, who is it? But see, uh, Romeo. Dubs. You're gonna you're gonna hate me for it, but I really wanted a Justin Herbert Chargers jersey. Um, but I, I can't I now. Just like, I don't know if I can now. Um, We're gonna so, get a customized number ten. It says check down on the back. <laughs> I should just I should just get a Jordan Love jersey because the only Packers wow. jersey I own is a no, jersey. No, no, no. You need. I mean, we so can, like we go, you gotta get legends. someone that's solidified. On the yeah, Packers. We, I mean, we go AJ Hawk jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Clay Matthews. Solidified on the Packers now. And, oh, yeah, non-current players. Sure. I was like, yeah, current so players solidified legend. on the See, Packers. Like, you almost need a legend. Yeah. Because, like, they're going to um, leave. But, I mean, to be fair, Aaron Rodgers, if he were to retire today, is a Packers legend in his own sense. Like, so, like I have an Aaron Rodgers jersey? I do. Yeah. Okay. Like I was thinking Absolutely. about getting a new Dolphins jersey because I want one of the I have I have the chocolate see, throwbacks. Bro, I so, love the Dolphins jerseys too. And so I'm like that I've yeah! been debating. But at this point in time, whose Jaylen jersey Waddle. would I get? Jalen Waddle, like over Tyreek yeah. or over like Xavion Howard or just because they've been there longer. I mean, Ty- Tyreek has it, but Xavion Howard has. Um, Javon Holland's a clean one. I love the number eight. But Javon Holland only has two more years left on his rookie deal. So does so does Jalen Waddle. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so like so Dan listen, Marino. I was, I was say Danny Marino. So I was yeah. I was looking I was looking at old school jerseys. I want a Ricky Dolphins. Williams. Ricky Williams is a good one. I was looking at Zach Thomas. I was thinking about getting a Zach Thomas Dolphins jersey. If you're wanting to get a Dolphins jersey. So I just love those powder blues. That's why I like the Chargers jerseys. So like Dolphins as well. Like I just love See, that. Blue if you color. if you got a if you got a Ladanian Tomlinson Chargers jersey, yeah, I wouldn't be mad. It wouldn't yeah. have been mad at all. Like LT Michael Vick jersey. Old school Falcons. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, it's not the worst they're, idea. They're sick. The they're really cool. I saw um, I, I, I saw a dude wearing like the old school like black Deion Sanders Falcons jersey the other day. I'm like, dude, that's a fucking or, those those are sick jerseys. You go way throwback. Marshall Falk. Mm. Yeah, but fuck the Rams. Fuck Stan. Somebody lost. Somebody at the at the course this week. We got I found it lost and found today. It's actually super sick. It's a head cover. It's blue and yellow sock with a old school like the old school royal blue and bright yellow Rams uh, helmet head cover on the top. I was like, "Mm, I want it so bad. Yeah, nice. But anyway. You had to decide that we got yep. football season coming up, so yep. you pick that out within the next month. Yep, we'll have it waiting for you when you move back home. Yeah, I'll and be the there. Boy, the, the, boy, the boys are hitting the book week one. I already called it. We're going over to yep. DraftKings. Yep, hundred percent. Hit, 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 hitting the book week one. Football Sunday. Hell yeah! Let's do it. Let's call All it. All right, that's it. UFC. Uh, this we got two weeks from now. We start football. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace. Peace.